Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 205. Sadly, Brad is unable to join us, except from a I'm going to retweet you now perspective. Mike? Good evening, everybody. Yeah, I'm only going to criticise Brad for not joining us today. He's uh, He's been there for us a lot these last few months. And for me. He has tweeted. I see that. Yes. And now come some of the weaker episodes in season two. Never knew Joel was in it until much later listening to Gateworld. Lol. Have fun, guys. Right, this is what we're going to do. Brad did record us some audio for this episode. Unfortunately, it's unusable. He did, however, tweet along with the episode. So we've got about a dozen tweets, which I'll read out as we go along. Did I tell you I ran speedtest.com? Yeah. Did I tell you the results? Wouldn't it say upload speed as download? Yep, 30. I'll put it to you this way. It's currently downloading at one megabyte per second. Do you notice yeah. any drop in the quality of the Skype call? Doesn't seem to be any. I like this internet connection. <laughs> I was bidding in an eBay auction the last few days and... It ended about halfway between my tea break and my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> so that last second bid, I never got the chance. Oh, there, there. Hey, I'm not complaining. I've got 100 quid in my wallet, which uh, would have been spent. <laughs> May I ask on what? It was a charity auction for Ben Brady's charity. It oh. were a signed photo of uh, Amanda and Claudia. Ooh, I haven't met Claudia. I get the impression I wouldn't go all fangirl with Claudia. Yeah, but you would. Well, you did with Amanda. Oh, yeah, totally. I was like, eh. I think I need a sort of a PRO, a partial restraining order. Please remain at least 40 feet from Amanda at all times, otherwise brain will cease functioning. You know? Did you watch the trailer to a new movie which posted? What? No, I didn't. Sorry. I, I haven't had a chance. I've been doing things. Okay. Reminds me, I'm now two episodes behind in Atlantis. Yeah, the BBC show. Yes. I haven't even started. So, yeah, the... Um, Oh, I replied to a woman who seemed to really appreciate the little write-up you do, and Julie gave you credit. Did you? I said, the write-ups are all Mike, you know, these creative types. Oh, yeah, me creative. <laughs> why do they have... You know, I've always wondered that about VLC. Why is their icon a traffic on? I've no idea. Just in case you weren't caught by the subtle Discworld references to the previous version, Two Flower, this one is actually called Rincewind. Yeah, not so cool at all, is it? No. But they've actually done a major revision. This is 2.1. It's not 2 point, you know, not point nine, point eight, point three, point two bracket, beta bracket. Well, I'm still running the luggage. Well, that one's got some legs on it. Oh, dear. Oh, come on. You give me a feed line like that. <laughs> Leave that in, please. It works. Why would I want to upgrade it? Especially when the last time I upgraded it, it broke. Quite severely, as I recall. The Flashbulb Podcast. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly. From cosmic horrors to fisticuffs, fast cars and smart mouths, we've got a chill for every spine. Find it all at flashpulp.com or search for it on iTunes. <laughs> no, don't move the mouse for the PC. No matter how much you move the mouse, the pointer on the laptop isn't going to go anywhere. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, shall we uh, do the thing? Oh, and uh, Brad favorited our replies, I think. Yeah. Well, one of our replies, anyway. And Brad's first tweet. 
about to watch SGA Instinct in conjunction with the Gatecast. Not the best episode of season two, but here we go. Right, three, two, one, clicky. Twin Moons, Space Gate. Ah, Space Shot. This was a very Star Trekky opening, according to Andy Makita, the director on the commentary. Brad, wow, what a nice opening. Space is beautiful, and cut to scary haunted town. Great setup. It does kind of look like the opening event, right? This is obviously the redress village set. Lots of moss and whatnot. Mm. I think I hate more than a damp cold. Let's check this out. Also, a little homage to American Werewolf in London. He wanted that sort of feel, you know, the uh, pub. Mm. That's it. Friendly welcome. We love strangers. Well, there are advantages to having someone who barely fits in the door with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, Ronan. Yeah. Oh, there. Who are you? Shepard. This is Taylor, Ronan, McKay. Are you from Matera? Yes, we come up from a far land. No. Yeah. Over the mountains, then. A little further. Huh. Then you've come a long way. You'll be in need of food and drink. There was a scene cut from that opening sequence. They were initially walking from the jumper and explaining why they were so far away from the village. It was cut for time, and then the CGI opening added. Mm. Take it you don't get any strangers around here? Nope. Especially not those that travel near dark. Why is that? Goran there is played by Stephen Dimalopoulos. He's been in Fringe, Spike, Supernatural, and The Collector. Mm. Sounds Greek. What's your business here? No business, really. We're just travellers. Then you best keep travelling. Ronan hasn't moved. Yeah. Not exactly a, a friendly welcome from this bunch. No. All right. Wait. Goran, you can't send them out there. Yeah, I can. They look like they can take care of themselves. <laughs> Are you still here? Shoot. May not even start tonight. It's been three months. How much longer do you think it'll wait? Hi. What are you talking about? The Damus. It does look like the whole village is in the uh, local tavern. Mm. Or at least most of the men folk. It lives in the forest. It'll be feeding soon. And it is what, some kind of an animal? or It's a creature. It has the appearance of a man. But it can suck the very life from your bones. It leaves only a dead, withered husk behind. Brad. Sounds very familiar, John. The Wraith. <laughs> oh dear. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not familiar at all. I didn't know where you was going to say that. Average length teaser. And credit. Okay then. Instinct. Season 2, Episode 7 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast Episode 205. That is a US premiere, August the 26th, 2005. November the 30th, the UK. Still can't find anything about Canada and Australia. The French got it April the 15th, 2006, Swedish June the 1st, 2007, and the Japanese September the 12th, 2007. The episode is directed by Andy Makita and written by Trina Hancock and Melissa R. Bayer, the only episode they wrote for the show. Mm. They currently work on CSI, executive producers. Mm. Series with episodes of the same name, quite a few. Terra Nova, Dead Zone, Dollhouse, Orphan Black... Sanctuary, Smallville, and Warehouse 13. And we're back. Drinks all round. Mm. Look, uh, we know you're not used to dealing with strangers, but... 
may be able to help you with this little problem you're having. We're used to dealing with this kind of thing. That's weird. So, ah, Joe. We call them the Wraith. These are the creatures from the old stories, from the time of the Cullings. Oh. This will be dramatic. I was almost a Valbian. Yeah, to be honest, the village doesn't look like it should have glassware to that standard. The village doesn't look like it should have glass windows. No, it does <laughs> Good old shutters. Because it too came from the sky. Uh, mm. from the sky. Their version of uh, the 50s B-movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smile, everybody. Mm. He looks a bit thick. Bright light appeared above the village. The gods are angry with us. Yes. Sacrifice a virgin, quick. The dart. It sounds like a dart. A bit big for a dart. Mm. The people were terrified. Hurry, get in the house. I went with some of the other men to investigate. Because that's always a good idea. <laughs> Villagers, flaming torches. And I clearly turned your hair grey. <laughs> Pitchforks. We found the wreckage. A few wounded survivors. <laughs> yeah. See the way the hammer was being wielded there. Yeah, I'm not going to get very friendly welcome. We decided to take no chances. <laughs> we don't like uh, foreigners around these parts. Ah, uh, cleanse with fire. Should have got the kiddies round. Made a party of it. Roast marshmallows. Brad, all that wreckage and no damaged trees. Wow, wraith burn good. Wise decision. Unfortunately, we didn't get them all. And although none of us saw it, evidently one of them survived. <laughs> Oops. The screaming woman was played by Tanya Shampoo, a friend of the production. She's been in The L Word 2012, Supernatural and Eureka. That was her first acting job. We tried to hunt it down. We couldn't find it. The fire sequence, the rented 35mm film camera, mm-hmm. handles the real fire a little bit better than a HD camera. Takes two or three people each time. Two years after the crash, it took my own son. Brad has been tweeting like mad. And he's reloading his gun. You don't see that very often. That's it. One wraith in the forest. Yes. Done by morning. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll all go together in the daylight. Oh. It does show that his impressive weapon has an energy cell. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure rocking it on the table like that is going to damage the emitters at front. In that case, um, drinks are on me. Probably clubbed the fair if you're right with it, so. Uh, well, shall I forget the food? <laughs> Watch out, McKay. Watch out, behind you. Oh, God, it's a precocious child. Brad, Rodney plus kids. Smiling. <laughs> what? Is it true you're going to hunt the demos? It looks that way. I heard it has two heads, and it can turn you to stone just by looking at you. Well, you heard wrong. My uncle says it'll come and take me if I don't do my chores. He said that, huh? Well, then, if we get rid of it, you got nothing to worry about. You'll never have to do chores ever again. Really? Yes. Look, go away. That's it. Good parenting, <laughs> yeah. that. The young lad is played by Nico McEwen. What? <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Okay, really a people person. But it will strike, and soon. We'll kill it before that happens. Must be great at parties. He's reloading it again. What was he doing with it overnight? Taking pot shots? Getting insects from 300 paces? This is filmed in Lynn Canyon Park. They actually had to add all the moss to the, uh, the existing trees. Really? Add smoke machines as well. Because believe it or not, the uh, when they were expecting bad weather, it ended up being a gorgeous day. Ah, as um, Rules of Engagement, not Rules of Engagement, uh, how I met your mother said, yeah, in Canada, 
Summer is basically the last two weeks of July. <laughs> if anyone can track this thing, it's him. And exactly how is he going to do that, huh? Helps have good hearing. Right. Ooh. That was a Gibbs head smack. It was, if, if you're not familiar with NCIS. <laughs> Obviously I am. Although I'm still... I'm not long past the point that Ari joins. Kate uh, has her unfortunate departure. What, season one? Two. Nearly three, actually. She didn't get popped until the end of season two. I didn't even think she was in it that long. Mind you, it has been nine years since I've seen it. Yeah, well, you're current. I'm not. <laughs> Although we do have ten seasons of it. I cannot quite explain it. Well, that's not good enough, Taylor. What use are you? Come on, Ronan. You're up next. How's your spidey senses? Are they tingling yet? From there. Ronan! Oh, slow down, Ronan. Come back. <laughs> you know, but I'd like to point out that Ronan is spelt wrong. Oh, look at him go. Those are suspiciously uh, short footsteps. Mm. McKay's actually managing to keep up with the other two, which is quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Robinson, who played the Wraith in this episode, he appeared in 10 episodes of Stargate Atlantis as a Wraith. He's currently been working on Falling Skies. Uh, he also worked on Human Target, Elysium, and uh, a movie called The Hidden, which is due next year. And now we're back on the uh, indoor set. Oh, good. Okay. Nicely transitioned from the live-action footage. To this animation. Coward, why is he waiting for backup? It's in there. It was a Wraith. Yeah. You see it? No. Well, so how do you know? Ronan is correct. I can definitely sense it now. Thank you, Captain Obvious. McKay, you going first. No? <laughs> Looks like a chiseled step. Always useful in a cave. Indeed. At least one good thing about modern television. Caves do look like caves, not the multicoloured nightmares that were on Star Trek. <laughs> Peekaboo! A female. Or just a very uh, feminine-looking male. You know, let's not judge. Uh -huh. Okay, not what we expected in the bottom of a cave. Get out of the way. No, please, don't shoot. She's not what you think. Brad, just shoot Ronan. Save everyone the trouble. She's my daughter. Really? Okay. Right. How did that happen? <laughs> well, I was drunk and she looked okay. A few months later, here she was. She means you no harm. She's a wraith. Maybe so, but she's different, I swear to you. Let me guess, Wraith with a heart of gold? She doesn't feed. She's never taken a human life. How is that possible? Please, lower your weapons and I'll explain it to you. Oh, she looks scared for once. You don't see many Wraith scared. I bet. <laughs> Ronan? Ronan. <laughs> it's all right. Father. No, I, I won't let them hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Might take a bit of convincing. I raised her as my own. You live here, together? This was part of a mine before the last culling. Mm. It's not much to look at, I know. But we don't have much choice. Really? The people of the village would not understand. Gee, I wonder why. The villagers told us there was a wraith in the forest. It came here in a crash ship ten years ago. Ten years ago? Ellie was just a child. Do you really think that she could be responsible for the deaths that happened immediately after the crash? So you know about that, then? 
This is Zadik, played by John Innes. He's been Fringe, Supernatural, Continuum, Andromeda, Airwolf, and The Outer Limits. So, all fantasy shows with no connection with reality, then? Well, I do cherry-pick the resumes of the actors. I was referring to Airwolf. I killed your mother and dad. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to hurt her. I brought her here to this cave to hide her from the others. To this day, the people of the village don't know. And you must promise not to tell them. Of course, we've no idea how the uh, Wraith age. The young lady playing the uh, child Wraith, Kamar Seamark. She only did one other thing after this. I don't know if put her off acting. <laughs> they did make the effort of only filming when she was ready. Mm. Made sure she didn't have to sit around in all the prosthetics. How does she live? First, I fed her as you would any child, and... That seemed to suffice. Really? But then something began to change. The food no longer gave her any sustenance. There was a hunger growing in her that would not be satisfied. Surprisingly, Jules Dade came in to read for this part. Hmm? They were a little surprised, you know. Yeah. Kaylee from Firefly reading for a small part in Atlantis and, and under prosthetics. Literally a small part in Atlantis. <laughs> Started to experiment. I have extensive knowledge of the chemical properties of various medicinal plants that grow in this forest. Are you interested in science? I'm not sure that's what I would call this, but yes. Elia's hunger was growing stronger every day, and I wasn't sure that I could do anything for her. But eventually, I came up with this. In the commentary, they said they were fortunate because... Under all this prosthetics meant that they could use Jewel later in the series. Nothing was decided at the time, but the option was always there. And she's a Canadian-based actress. A drug that allows the race to survive without feeding? That's what he said. Is such a thing even possible? We don't know enough about race physiology to say for certain. Big watch, Gordon. Yeah. That is not a watch, okay? That is a foreign tablet. <laughs> that is the new version of that watch phone. It might be the answer to a very puzzling question. Right now, our best guess is that the rate evolved from the Aretis bug. Like the one that attached itself to my neck a year ago? That's right. I hate those bugs. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, you don't know what the hell's coming next. <laughs> now, there are many aspects of human physiology that are quite useful. Bipedal motion, opposable thumbs, large brain capacity. But the human digestive system serves no purpose in the adult wraith. So why have one at all? Because they eat normal food when they're young. Exactly. Then at some point, they lose the ability to sustain themselves with that food. So it's a teenage thing. Pimples, rebellion, life-sucking. Something like that. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly, the retrovirus, which this episode introduces, mm -hmm. was never planned from the start. It was just something that kind of uh, cropped up in the writer's room. The way they weaved it into the story in the next season really does show you how talented they can be. It's not just a drug I'm interested in. This young wraith could be very important for our research. Oh, research. We're working on a retrovirus that would alter wraith DNA. Essentially stripping out the wraith bug elements of their genetic code and leaving only the human aspects behind. A drug that turns wraith into humans? Effectively, yes. That's a really, really bad idea, Carson. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how bad that idea is. You think this girl would be willing to provide them? Look, I realise we can't bring her back to Atlantis, but... I could take the retrovirus and equipment necessary for the analysis with me to the planet. Yeah, dissection. A few days with a cooperative test subject could be worth months of theoretical research. Elizabeth, 
I don't have to tell you how important this could be for us. It's not gonna end well, Carson. <laughs> Is she dangerous? She's a wraith. <laughs> yeah. Does Lego hurt your foot when you stand in it at night? You know, it's a pretty obvious question. You could bring them both back to Atlantis. That really wouldn't be a problem, would it? Neither of them have got anything really to stay on that planet for. Ah, mortar and pestle. Her skin seems to have changed colour. It was more greenish before. Could be the candlelight. The part was originally written as a male wraith, but they thought that making it female, more sympathy right off the bat. Yeah, because the majority of sci-fi fans are male, and a significant subset of those are willing to treat any female with a degree of compassion because it's already interacted with them. They did tone down the uh, prosthetics, not only because she was female, just because they didn't want it to look too unhuman. Mm. No, I have not. She's unlike any race I've ever encountered. It's all an act. If she were a killer, why would he protect her? Maybe the act is for his benefit, too? No, they live here together, Rodney. If she were like other Wraith, he would be her first victim. Taylor, this is Shepard. Go ahead. Just got back with Beckett. Ronan's gonna take him up to the cave. I'm gonna check in with the villagers. What are you gonna tell them? I'm still working on that. She sounds like a teenager. <laughs> As we know, the Wraith are the Aratus bug and the human basic template, so probably not that surprising that they do mature at a similar rate. Yeah, Roman, you can do beast of burden. <laughs> That's a good comment from Brad. Did they bring a knack with a generator with a 110 volt output to power all that equipment? I like Carson. Everybody likes Carson. Has it got lemon in it? <laughs> She's trying to kill you, McKay. She's yeah. trying to kill you. Would you like some? No. Are you sure it's very good? I said no. Ah, uh, the only good rate is a uh, etc doesn't react well mm. either of them no indeed not uh, maybe some biscuits i baked them myself Stay away from me! <laughs> ronan <laughs> okay what are you holding the gun like that for you've been watching too many of john's movies yeah oh brad's appeared on spike i wonder why ronan was actually waiting inside the cave you know was he hoping for a chance to shoot her probably oh is it cold outside you ever think cold bothers Ronan? Probably not. Ronan could wander around December in Abo in a t-shirt. It's, right. <laughs> it's okay. They hate me, don't they, Father? No, 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 no. They just don't know you. Was that really necessary? You can dress her up and teach her table manners, but it's not going to change who she is. Oopsie. Well, and that does beg the question then, doesn't it? Indeed. Taylor, this is Shepard. Come in. Go ahead, Colonel. Is Elliot still in the cave? Yes. She been there the whole time? Yes. Why? Yeah, I just found another victim. Apparently he's only been missing a couple of hours, which means she couldn't have done it. Looks like Zadok might have been telling the truth after all. Looks rather flashy, not as... Desiccated as one might think. Brad, let's parade a family shriveled corpse through the middle of town. <laughs> yeah, anybody recognise him? Imagine him with more skin and a slightly lighter shade. <laughs> We're sick of being afraid all the time. That thing is hunting in daylight now. We'll never be safe. Just be patient. 
I'll take care of it. What about your own race tracking ability? Have you suddenly lost it? <laughs> the serum makes it unnecessary for her to feed. Can you confirm that? Not yet. It'll be a while before I can complete my analysis. Right. Well, in the meantime, there's another wraith out there. I believe Elia may be able to help us find it. We've got to make it usual and got to get her out and about. Yeah, they don't want to shoot her in the back. <laughs> Not exactly a very cheerful looking room, yeah. even for a cave. That's fun, but not touching. <laughs> May I join you? Is that a cask of ale in the background? Possibly. <laughs> Stop talking to me, Brad. I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> Elia, we need your help. You think? Don't worry. I'm not trying to come on to you. Mm. <laughs> Just being friendly. And I am not an hors d'oeuvre. It is all right. It is nothing to be ashamed of. In fact... I have the same ability. Really? I sensed you in the forest when you were watching us. And I knew even then that you were different. Your father has raised you well. He has taught you right from wrong. You are not like the other one. I don't let him in. I don't like what he shows me. I know. But you have to try now. We need to find him. You don't understand. I've tried myself, but I can get nothing. Oh, there we go. Useless or not, you Taylor. <laughs> That's the only reason they kept you around. Yes, ignore the fact that there's a big muscular tall guy out there who wants to kill you. Well, not just you. Your entire species. It's not personal. It's genetic. Yeah. The point of view footage was filmed as normal, then post-produced to give that kind of... Color vision fisheye effect? Yeah. Try again. And the river. They needed a landmark so they could easily locate the wraith. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it caused a lot of production problems. Huh? You know, setting up all the cameras and whatnot on the big pebbled riverbank. Not quite as dramatic when Taylor went mind-walking through the hardship, but it looks good. I saw a river. Zadok? Is there a river nearby? Yes, just to the east. Oh, nice little uh, twist there with the P90. Yeah. Uh, medical research's not really my thing. And hunting wraith? But, I mean, I can stay. Help. Back it. <laughs> yeah. Go and fight the wraith or stay here. Fight a wraith or walk on your bro, man. Never could get into biology. There's too much information about the human body. One time I took it as an undergrad, I diagnosed myself with half a dozen separate medical conditions before I had to drop the class. Really? Yeah, believe it or not, back then I was a bit of a hypochondriac. <laughs> Shocker. What? Am I bothering you? Maybe I'll go get some air. <laughs> make your mind up, Rodney. That glass, they do not have the technologies to make out like that. Mm. I so say what they eventually did, they had crew go in an hour earlier than the actors, set everything up, block everything off, then brought the actors in, filmed it quick, and they were out of there. There's even a waterfall a bit further upstream, which had been even better for the episode, but just too much effort to get all the kit up there. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Fresh tracks. Tim. Now do you believe? No. I still think there's something more to this than she and Zadok are telling us. He's heading upstream, into the hills. 
you could have the friendliest Rottweiler in the world, but there's always at the back of your mind, what if? Let me ask you something. If you can prove to everyone that I'm telling the truth, that Elia no longer needs to feed, do you think the villagers would accept her? No, <laughs> not a chance. That's what I'm afraid of. No matter how hard we try to convince them, they'll always see her as a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, indeed not. And hungry. So very, very hungry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so when she gets up in the middle of the night wanting a snack. And when I'm gone, she'll be alone. I tried to teach her about love and uh, human companionship. That's exactly what she'll never have. Oh, no, don't do it, Bottom. Sadik, there's something I want to show you. I didn't say anything at first because I didn't want to get your hopes up. What? Mm -hmm. No, obviously not. It's a retrovirus. Something I've been working on. Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't really expect him to. Part of Elia is human. And part of her comes from a creature we call the aratus bug. It's the part that makes her look the way she does and where her desire to feed comes from. Yes, she's part insect. Da, da, da. It lives. <laughs> oh, this will not end well. Well, it will end in 16 minutes one way or the other. <laughs> yes. Now I must warn you, the retrovirus is still experimental. In fact, it's only been tested on cell cultures in a laboratory and so far without much success. I'm hoping that what we can learn from your daughter will help me perfect it. Yeah, really, Carson, you shouldn't have said anything about this. Giving a patient or a relative of a patient this level of hope is not good. <laughs> That's it. Come out, little girl. Little girl. She is many, many things. A little girl she is not. So he just leaves it sitting there without locking the case. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Brad just said he said it was experimental, you silly girl. Has he stopped typing at you? Yeah. Good boy. I don't know how he could have heard you, but... <laughs> oh, this doesn't look good. That is the only road leading into the filming location. And just off camera is where all the trucks park. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, due to cost limitations, they had to stay within a certain range of the studio. This was the only location that worked. Yeah. If they find Elliot, they'll kill her. Imagine finding it. That was a nice dissolve, by the way. Panning across with tree. And it doesn't look like they're going to a picnic. Are they heading for the caves? Not at the moment, now. All right, get back there and sit tight. We're losing time, guys. You're losing a lot more than that, John. You just don't know it yet. Elia? Elia? She's not here. <laughs> yeah, oops. <laughs> Good Lord. What? She took the retrovirus. You said it wasn't ready. It's not, not by a long shot. Yeah, perhaps you shouldn't have mentioned it at all. I have no idea. Andy McGeeter and Paul Mully on the commentary pointed out, in the early days of Stargate, there was a lot of underdeveloped land around the studios. As the years have gone by, it's got less and less. The Vancouver area has been very prosperous. Elliot's gone and she's injected herself with the retrovirus. Why would she do that? 
She must have overheard us talking about it. I told Zadok it might be the key to making her human. Please, you've got to find her before the villagers do. Look, Ronan says we're close. If we lose a trail now, we may never catch the wraith. Rodney and I'll find her. You've been volunteered, Rodney. Yeah. If it just aid there last time, she wouldn't have got her hands on the virus. Look, is there anywhere that she'd like to go? Any any favorite uh, hiding spots or favorite places? Yes, she often goes off for hours at a time up into the hills. I don't like it, but she doesn't listen to me. It's a start. And she comes back looking much more refreshed, and I don't know why. Are there any people with guns walk in front of the group? <laughs> you have got safety on, haven't you, Rodney? Right. Rodney, people with guns walk in front of a group. You know, slip. Anybody watch World War Z? Yeah, that were a mistake. <laughs> Whose skull is that? Bob? Is that you, Bob? Speak to me. Father. Elia. <sighs> Who's been a naughty little wraith? Where did you go? I was hiding. I didn't want the others to know. To know? What? Elia, why did you take the retrovirus? Because I don't want to be this way anymore. I hate what I am. Hmm. You're a teenager, you're supposed to. Perfectly normal attitude, don't worry about it. <laughs> Granted, you may be teased a bit when you finally go off to school, but, well, that'll pass. Anybody gives you any trouble, you eat them. Pretend? What? Who? <laughs> I wanted to tell you for a long time. Your serum doesn't work, Father. It never has. That's impossible. It's been two years since... Since the last time. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It was my idea. I needed time to perfect the formula. But it wasn't working. The hunger just... got worse. <laughs> Go on, you're going to have to be a bit more direct. He's in serious denial at the moment. It's like that packet of chocolate hobnobs in the mm -hmm. cupboard. You know it's there. <laughs> Eventually you give in. No. No, that was the other one. It was both of us. I sensed him out there. I knew when he was feeding and I would go out at the same time. Ooh, she's been out with the bad boys. <laughs> Elia? Stay away! What is it? What's happening? Yeah, that brass thing on the wall. My granny had one just like it. Yeah? Bad thing? Blowing air into the fire. Yeah. Oh, it's bells. Yeah, that's it. That's the word. <laughs> I was thinking this is referring to some odd thing that doesn't have a common name in the English language. <laughs> Well, the virus is working. It may not be the result they're after. Yeah. Oh, dear. Ooh. Is that the same cave that was in Raiders of the Lost Ark? And that's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> this is where he's been making camp. He was here less than an hour ago. Come on, Ronan. This is what you wanted. A nice little wraith hunt. Yeah, it's not what McKay wanted. <laughs> no. Safest place is probably back in the cave right now. You hear anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, safest place was. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, that was nice. Whee! <laughs> oh, some nice wire work. Brad's comment to that was go fly fly. <laughs> or rather, uh, Carson go fly fly. Whoa! <laughs> Christ. Oh! 
Super Raid. Yeah, PMSing teenager. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mildly annoying. They were fortunate now that the uh, stunt woman, Lilani, similar dimensions to Jewel, and under the prosthetics looks very, very similar. Mm -hmm. You alright, Rodney? <laughs> You're okay, Rodney. Yeah, this is What the hell was that? The retrovirus is having the opposite effect than we intended. I guess so. <laughs> oh dear. Seriously, Rodney, grow up here. Daughter, it's me. I brought Dolly. Leah? <laughs> oh, run, run, mate. You poor girl. You never deserved this. I know part of you's still there. Don't play with your food, honey. Ah! Elliot, please! This is for you! I don't think they've done the hands well. They look a bit clumsy. Can we go home now? <laughs> oh dear. I am woman. Hear me roar. That is going a bit over the top though. It was a bit worse for the wear. Zedek! Broken ribs, concussion. You alright? Uh, don't try to move. Is it Elia? I hear him shouting Zedek. I immediately tack on Zoranda. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you people need to go back to the village. It is not safe here. <laughs> Who is that? Hmm. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. And the plot thickens, as Brad says. <laughs> don't you remember me? Goran. This is your life. You lost your son so long ago, but here he is, dying. <laughs> hey, you got to say goodbye. You were taken by the Deimos. No, father. Of course, it doesn't explain how Elia has lived for so long. Father, I understand you. You're his son? If my son were alive, he'd be 34 years old. Look, you're not a proper mob <laughs> without burning torches. I'm pitchforks. There is a pitchfork. Well, they have holes. There is a pitchfork, keep your eye on. Although they say Although that guy looks a bit like pirate. There's another one of those things out there. Look what it did to Zadok. I say we go after it now. No one's going anywhere. We'll handle this. Stay calm. Could that be John Shepard laying the groundwork for his own meme? Problem is, he's not really doing much at the moment. I've given him something for the pain, but his injuries are too severe. He's not going to make it. You know, Carson's very matter-of-fact. Yeah, he's dead. He's good. <laughs> Nearly dead. <laughs> Stop moving. I've been asked you already. Mm -hmm. This footage of uh, Zedek on the ground mm -hmm. was actually shot on a different day. They ran out of time on uh, the main shooting day. Mm. You have to understand that when I found her, I just lost my own wife and son to a fever. She was just lying there, helpless. Break her neck. Young Zedek is played by Blake Stadel. Hasn't been in Mutt, Smallville, Craven, The Dead Zone. When I saw her, I knew what I had to do. Kind of reminds me of, um, you know who he reminds me of? The oh. evil wraith that Teok had a vendetta against. The evil wraith? Or the evil ghoul that Teok had a vendetta against. Oh, uh, Tanith. Yeah. He's got the hair, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. I'm rather surprised his dad recognises him, to be honest. Granted, the eyes haven't changed, but I'd be hard-pressed. No. It's all right. 
Take what you need. I can't. Yes, you can. Tasty. Almost worryingly sexual. She took what she needed from me to survive until I perfected the serum. <laughs> and nice little touch with the, the grey in the temples. The ray sound, you think, nod to the whole sucky boy thing? Well, they're not quite in the same league as Lost Girl, are they? You know, well, no. people are queuing up. Yep, season four of Lost Girl started a few weeks ago. Did it? Yeah. Oh. Season four. Because I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> In fact, I think I pasted that onto your chat window, didn't I? Uh, I believe you did. Yes. Do you blame me? I thought you might appreciate it. <laughs> no. All right, Taylor Ronan, you're with me. The rest of you stay here. Colonel, the retrovirus is acting quickly. The human part of her is almost gone. You said she killed the other wraith and saved McKay's life. Yes, but I'm not sure she knew what she was doing. She's operating on a purely animal level right now. Is there nothing you can do for her? I might be able to reverse the effects if you bring her back alive, but I doubt she'll cooperate. She's also stronger and faster than any wraith I've ever seen. Yes, Carson, whose fault is that? Carson, you broke her. Challenge Ronan. She was playing. What you've just done is basically take away her chocolate and tell her she can't go to the prom. <laughs> but gave her a healthy dose of methamphetamine. Yeah. There was no other way. Is he going to die? It's hanging in a bit. He dies at the speed of what? Never would have accepted us. And I couldn't abandon her. Why? So you decided to go with slow suicide. <laughs> and you wouldn't give me a puppy. Needed me. Well, a lot of other people needed you. You were the only cobbler in town. Colonel, this is Becky. Go ahead. Yeah, we know it's you. <laughs> God's sake. Yeah, who is this? You just say, Colonel, I'm sorry, is there a new person with a Scottish accent on the team? <laughs> she knows we're here. Well, yeah. She's watching us. As you would expect. Why wouldn't she be? I can feel you in my mind. Elia? Yes, Elia? We want to help you. Dr. Beckett can make you better, but you have to come with us. No, we can turn you back into what you were, and then you can be racked with the guilt of killing your father. Mm-hmm. Whee! Grr. <laughs> yeah, great. A frenzied attack. How did Taylor actually throw a rock? That's rather unlike Ronan. You'd have thought he'd have given chase straight away. Mm -hmm. Even with Taylor going down. Oh, I think my one little taste of Taylor. <laughs> I liked her a bit. Stay with her. Super. That's an order. And the reason John took his jacket off to use as a pillow is because the plot demanded it. When he's attacked and cut, you've got to be able to see it. So he had to go bare-armed and they had to figure out a way for him to take his jacket off. <laughs> It's all being an outdoor. There must be something. Ronan's thinking, kill Wraith, stay with Taylor. This is definitely not <laughs> default Ronan behaviour. Well, after last week, you know, uh, well, the week before when he killed that bloke and Taylor, you know, really got in his face, I think, hmm, <laughs> like her. Yeah, I think the Ronan mating ritual was almost Klingon. Yes. We want him to stay with you. <sighs> I am fine. Go. Aren't we supposed to follow his orders? Sometimes we are allowed to make exceptions. Who decides when it's one of those times? 
we do. It's good enough. You know what, John? It's a little tactically naive to be wandering around the forest with no backup. Look at them hands on it. <laughs> Elia? Don't make me do this. Ow, ow, ow. Ooh, and he's, he's feeding. Two hits he's had. Three. Keep firing. Four. Is that like a reload thing? Five hits with Ronan's weapon and a 9mm. And about 15 bullets. Yeah. We've seen Ronan's gun blow a hole in solid wood. And not so solid uh, former commanders. Yeah. She doesn't let us take her back. Yeah. I think he deliberately uses a lower power. Of course. It spins out the drama. Ooh. Oh, that looks nasty. <laughs> it looks realistic. Doesn't it? And that is an interesting ending. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brad's coming. Clean yourself up, John. You're bleeding. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If Brad wants to record his tweets and send them in, I'll flat them into our conversation. Okay, then, an update. Brad did record his comments, sent them to me. Unfortunately, the audio file was silent. Come on, we've all done it. <laughs> we've all recorded stuff with the mute button pressed. That, I enjoyed that episode. It's not one that's considered a highlight of season two, as Brad himself tweeted earlier on. I actually enjoyed it. You there? Yep, I'm doing what you asked me to do. What did I ask you to do? Replying to Brad. Oh, right. I said, record those, please, and we will splice them into the recording. Bracket. When I say we, I mean Mike. Bracket. <laughs> I could sense you about to leap in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what have you ever done in the editing? The director, Andy Makita, he's directed 29 episodes of Stargate SG-1, 22 episodes of Stargate Atlantis, and 12 episodes of Stargate Universe. I don't know if surprising or unsurprising, but two writers, Trina Hancock and Melissa R. Byer, as I said, only did this one episode of Atlantis. Something about women working behind the scenes on this show. Mm. They have written for CSI, Mysterious Ways, Crossing Jordan, Flashpoint, and a show called Little Men, and as I said, executive producers for CSI. So there's certainly some talent there. It does make you wonder why they never wrote the show again. Indeed. Even at this stage of her career, it was an interesting role for Jewel State to go for. You've got to wonder if you know she fancied the job because it's been something that she'd never done before and maybe never wants to do again. Possibly not. You're going into makeup three or four hours before everybody else. That probably means a call at 3 a.m. or something. You feel sorry for people like Christopher Heyerdahl, you know, who are doing it on a regular basis. Yeah, but Chris, the only person I've seen who can act more around heavy prosthetics is the late Andreas Katsoulis. Yeah. And possibly because he had more episodes to do it in the Chris has. The longer you're in a role, the quicker the makeup artists, you know, get the makeup done. They mould stuff more to your face, so it becomes easier over time. Indeed. Like the Wraith prosthetics, they're actually moulded for James Lafazanos. The same mould is used for all the Wraith, so Jeffrey Robinson, who played the Wraith in this episode, is still wearing <laughs> James's face. I see. Which is a bit... Ugh. James is to uh, SG-1 what Wayne Alexander was to Alan 5? Yeah, pretty much so. Early end of the week. 
And he played Drazi and everything. <laughs> I said, I was going to just record on my own track and see if you could spice in. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Once again, it's time for the birthday list. Slightly abridged as always. On the 8th of December, happy birthday to Kevin McNulty, who played Dr. Warner in four episodes of Stargate SG-1. He is currently starring in the excellent Canadian drama Arctic Air. On the 9th, Bo Bridges has his birthday. He was General Landry in the 9th and 10th seasons of SG-1, as well as numerous other TV and movie roles. He is currently starring in the US sitcom The Millers. On the 11th, we have the birthdays of the one and only Ben Browder and Peter Kalamus. Ben, of course, played Colonel Cameron Mitchell in SG-1, Arc of Truth and Continuum, as well as John Crichton in Farscape. He's recently been in Arrow and Doctor Who. Peter played Adam Brody in Stargate Universe and also guest starred on Eureka, NCIS, Motive and Fringe, as well as being an accomplished voice actor and stand-up comedian. Last but not least, on the 12th of December, a very happy birthday to Sarah Douglas. She played the Tokra Garshaw in two episodes of SG-1. She was perhaps better known for playing the evil Pamela in the original V and Ursa in Superman the movie. That's it for now. Look out for daily birthday tweets and updates on the website. And now on to the feedback. Right then, we have a little bit of feedback this week. On the Google Plus page from Mac McLeod about the episode Ex Deus Machina. Great podcast and great episode. I did love season 9. I reply, thanks. Season 9 had a lot to contend with thanks to the cast changes, but it grew in strength episode by episode. Mac replied, agreed. I can't wait for next week's show. On the Facebook page, Brad Moore posted, Ah, Bal, bring on the eye candy, ladies. Jeff Worsley replied, It's almost criminal how good he looks in a suit. And Brad once again, In later episodes, I would have liked to see one of the clones in the mothership wearing a suit that he'd taken from Earth. Would have been funny to see. For the Doctor Who episode, Brad posted, As a Whovian newbie, it would be an interesting listen. And I replied, Maybe. Brad replied, Great listen, didn't realise there were so many references and callbacks to past years, but should have expected it. I love the score and the use of the time expanse. I replied, I'm sure if Alan wasn't back in school, his long-planned Doctor Who podcast would be a reality. And Brad finished off, after 50 years, now that would be a commitment. On our Twitter feed, in response to a tweet about Bill Nye's birthday, Linda posted, Bill Nye, the only good thing about that totally dreadful episode. And I replied, I quite liked it. A little cheesy, I guess, but fun. Linda replied, I love my Carson Beckett, and that will never change. Well, I can't blame anybody for liking Carson Beckett. We also have some feedback from Miss Buckley. She posted on the, on the Gatecast website. Alan decided to read it out for us, so uh, have a listen. Just me here, and this is Nisa Buckley with a feedback that she gave us on Ex Deus Machina. On November 26, 2003, at 10.22am, although I'm not sure what time zone that is. Oh, I don't know. I think Cliff's natural voice is quite powerful. Or am I thinking sexy? It's definitely that. EDM is one of my favourite episodes as it introduces Bal's clones and also gives us an insight to how the Jafar are dealing with freedom. After so many generations enslaved, that isn't an easy path and Garrick's preference of might against Teal for diplomacy highlights the problems. Meanwhile, the Trusts are cementing their power base under the leadership of Baal. It's interesting that Kalel said that the System Lords escaped after Dakara, because that's not entirely true. If you recall the start of Threads, Baal faces the wrath of Anubis, who plans on wiping out the universe in a move 
or the Davros bracket, sorry, fandom crash bracket. I really wish we'd seen what happens, that made Bal drop everything and flee to a little backwater planet, but then, the bad guy dynamics always interest me more than the good guys. Despite that complaint, EDM gives me Cliff Simon in a snazzy suit, a building that's a bomb, and that t-shirt. Because if you plan to take over the world, you gotta start with an embroidered polo top. And I replied, Yes, it would have been good to see the steps Baal took to survive the fall of Anubis, and the rise of the free Jafar. As they often say, show not tell. And yeah, that's a great shirt. Thank you very much, Mitter. Appreciate the feedback. Right then, that's all the feedback for this week. Thanks everybody, and if you want to get in touch with us, these are the ways. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Well, that was instinct. God, I blanked on the title there for a second. Sorry. <laughs> you have to bear... And you criticised me for not remembering the day we recorded the last episode. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I got three and a half hours sleep. I've been propped up by the caffeine I had at 7am. Fair enough. See, I can't remember what time I had caffeine. <laughs> it's only quarter to nine and I'm still debating bed at about 10. Even though the earliest I have to be in college tomorrow is noon. Yes, it was, it sort of just left. I mean, we don't have an absolute guarantee that she's dead. But if she is dead, I think Carson's going to relish chopping her up. Yeah, that does make you wonder if he took the body back. He's a scientist. Of course he took the body back. Yeah, her father's dead, so he's not going to object. Villagers, I don't think they'd object. No. <laughs> they'd be just like, burn it, it is evil. I would imagine we're may, maybe in for a surprise when they come back. <laughs> so, how did the journey go? What's in the body bag? It followed me home. <laughs> Can I dissect it? Right, that was instinct. And once again, while we've been talking, I should have brought up the schedule so I know what's coming next. Next week on Gatecast, the SG1 episode, Babylon. Ooh. Said he, which gave the impression that he might have actually remembered anything at all about it. <laughs> okay, then, folks, hope you can join us for that. Till then, I've been Mike. And I've not been Mike. Okay, see you next week, folks. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Mm-hmm.